TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Shout-out to Rodrigo Mendoza, holding down the ones and twos. Mm-hmm. And thank you for rocking with us on this Thursday evening in the Metroplex. Ooh. Man, see, this is what happens when you take a big swig of water right before you go on air. Um, but I you know what? that was eggnog. I do. Man, I wish. <laughs> All right, pro-eggnog, pro anti-eggnog? I'm pro-eggnog, but I can't drink it a lot because it's so thick. Yeah, that's fair. I've I've seen people say that, and they're like, "Well, that's because you're not putting enough alcohol in there." Pro eggnog and pro rum puppy here. Pro what? Rum puppy. Not that's, familiar. That's 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 Hispanic eggnog. Okay, very good. What's we, it? Say, what's it called again? Rum puppy. You got rum puppy. Rum puppy. Rum puppy. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's a, just a culture exchange every mm-hmm. once in a while on the get right. Um, just sidle up to the bar. Rum puppy. And they're gonna be like, "What was that?" Excuse me. And make it a double. Yeah, you got to be in the right spot when you're asking mm-hmm. for that, I'm guessing. Um, but, yes, it's to get right. We are we are barreling, hurtling towards Christmas. Uh, but it is a Thursday night, so I should give you an update on Thursday night football. 20-7 to the score in favor of the Rams. Your stars still uh, hanging tight. Two goals apiece against the Vancouver Canucks there. Um, but, like I said, we're, we're barreling towards Christmas. We were just talking about some of our favorite Christmas traditions. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we all know about Christmas is that Santa comes around and he makes a list. And checks it twice. That's right. Don't find out. Who is naughty or nice? And are I you, thought this could be a good. Is that, was that list be receipts? I guess that that is one way you could view this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought we could go through all the biggest uh, stakeholders in the Dallas Cowboys and decide whether they should be on the naughty list like or the nice list. And we'll start with none other than the general manager and owner of your Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. CA, and you the listener, 877-881-1053. Text in, let us know uh, which list you think every every person should be on. Jerry Jones, is he was he, has he been naughty or nice this year? I'm going to say he's been nice, and I'm going to throw him and Will McClay and Stephen Jones in the same group. Okay, let's go ahead and just we'll put the front, the front office, office together. I'm, I'm with it. And the reason why, I mean, even though they lost this game to um, – the Buffalo Bills, and it's like, oh, we can't trust them in the playoffs. We don't know what's going to happen. That's fine that you can't trust them. That don't mean they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. You just got to wait and see. That's true. Better not pout. I'm telling you. But I'm going to give them a nice because they shocked everybody by actually doing things in the offseason. They literally, they literally made a couple of trades, signs of free agents, and, of course, excelled in the draft. Right. So I'm like, wow, that set this thing up for, okay, they might actually do something this year. And then, lo and behold, they've only lost four games. And, yeah, those four games, all four of them, three of those games, you're like, oh, man, they're, they're not going to. 
the the Arizona game they had no business losing. But it's like, okay, this team seems like a little bit different, even though that you throw in the Buffalo. So I'm not mad at the front office. To me, I'm like, okay, they got it. The only thing I can be mad at is at the trade deadline, they didn't do what the Rangers did. They did not fortify that roster. Mm-hmm. You at the trade deadline around the NFL, other teams that were going to try to go somewhere, they fortified that roster. And that's where they kind of sat on their hands. So I'm still leaving them on that nice list because not a lump of coal time yet. Yeah, I think you're right. From the 2-1-4, they agree. Jerry, nice. And I'm guessing we're, we're, again, putting this in with the front office. Gave this Gives this uh, team a solid team every year virtually. And I think you, you hit the highlight, which is this front office went and made sure that they got Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. That they got Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. and those elements have been very helpful for this team. And so th- it felt like they were not sitting and resting on their laurels um, this time. They made sure to bring back Jonathan Hankins. Yep. And Jonathan Hankins has mattered in the run stopping. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think he was the end all be all of why the Bills were able to do what they were able to do. But he m- missing him definitely mattered. Right. Right. And I guess one of the things you can say, even though you're right, they did not, they were not as aggressive as maybe you would hope that they could have been at the trade deadline. They did bring in, um, what's my guy's name, Darius Leonard. Yes. And offer him an opportunity to be here when they realized right. they needed and something with the linebacker. Shag- yeah, Shagley, they did bring him in here, but he preferred Philadelphia. And it had nothing to do with money. It, uh, it had to do with playing time because he would have been on a rotation of linebackers down here. And he wanted snaps. And that's why he was on the bench in the Colts. Uh, why the Colts cut him. He's like, you're too good. We just can't keep you on this bench. You don't play me. No, we can't play you. All right. Um, how about this? Let's talk about the quarterback of your Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. I'm going to say nice, and again, it's because you cannot stereotype him in saying last year's Dak is what we have. No, you can't say that at all. Up until that Buffalo game, he was the leading candidate for the MVP. What did the Buffalo game do? It showed you that the defense, if they're not playing well and they're not getting their other team's offense off the field, the Cowboys, Dak can only do so much. He's not armed talent. He never has been armed talent, but he has a lot going for him, and it was going his way until Buffalo decided to dominate the clock with a run game. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been incredible this year. I think the, the the nice list is the only list that you can put him on. Obviously, one of the big things that people consider or were concerned about last year was turnovers, and he's he's been very good about that. Yeah. And I know that it felt like at the start of the year they were so concerned about it that they kind of – put governors on the offense and they took those mm-hmm. off and he showed no 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 he's all he's the quarterback that he's always mm-hmm. been when it comes to making sure to protect the quarterback mm-hmm. uh protect the football and they big plays have been a part of this now I'm interested as we go along how they're going to bounce back from the situations where if teams do what uh you saw the Bills do and what we've seen happen at times in the past where they they try and say we're not going to let you get the explosive play over the top although they had an opportunity of doing that mm-hmm. but then we're also going to take away these intermediate passes we're going to make it tough for, we're make it tougher rather not you can't take them away entirely but mm-hmm. we're going to make it tougher on you on first and second down and then put you in these situations what what what's the response there and so he's been very good this year mm-hmm. um and they i have think not lost two games in a row yeah. yet ultimately i think it's going to come down to how people feel about this also it's still going to come down to what, what the playoff success looks like or lack thereof um how about this uh let's go to running back tony pollard because I, I think this could be an interesting perspective mm-hmm. on it because i know he's first time being the lead back 
Mm-hmm. He was coming off of that that injury off mm-hmm. with the with the ankle, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you were expecting some things, but also understood that you had to kind of mitigate some of those expectations. And, and the line didn't help him. The line didn't help him, but the numbers aren't there. The production isn't there in the mm-hmm. way that you want. Tony had, Pollard, naughty or nice? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put him on the nice list because I didn't have high expectations. There were a lot of people oh. who could not wait to run Zeke off. I was not one of those people. I was not saying Zeke needs to be the, the lead back. But at the same time, he wasn't the lead back the second half of the season last year. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I thought they were a great tandem. They weren't competing against each other. Tony Pollard was, to this day, is Zeke's little brother. They still text each other each week. I felt like that combination had nothing to do with the money. Zeke had already gotten his money. Uh, he was going to come back. You cut him, yeah, that's fine. He was going to come back for the 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 minimum, and they wouldn't do it. I felt like Tony Pollard can't get dirty yards, and I also felt like Tony Pollard could not get more than uh, 20 carries because he's never been a, a, a lead back in his career, high school, college, or pro. So I'm putting him on the nice list because, to me, the only thing he hasn't been able to do is what you saw last year, and that's maybe coming off of this injury or whatever. And like I said, the offensive line didn't help him, where he had that burst. You haven't seen a lot of that burst, and they haven't been throwing him the ball enough to you know, give him those opportunities. But I've never thought he could get inside the 20 on the goal line dirty yards. And one of the things, and it's a list that we're going to revisit here in about – uh, here in about 10 minutes. but yeah, so on, Tony hadn't disappointed me real quick, just, uh, just to wrap that fair up. Fair enough. On, on the list of the best skills or the best players at 101 different skills in the NFL, uh, Matt Bowen of ESPN put the best pass blocking, pass protecting running back as Tony Pollard this year. He has been He's very good yes. at pass protection where we thought that was a weakness of uh-huh. his. And so I will give him credit for that as well. Give him um, credit. But yes, he, got, he did that. Now he did that. he's doing it right now. We're being very nice with this list, but I'm going to bring up a couple of names that hopefully here we go. We can see how we feel about this. And the four three two brings up one of them, T- Michael Gallup. Naughty or nice? Naughty, and I love the guy. I just thought it was crazy at the time. See, this is me going back to. Um, I mentioned Zeke. This is me go back to Amari. It's like how you just let Amari you trade him away for a fifth round pick. When he's your dominant ex, and then they give, and I was using this as an example, and it's not hating on Michael Gallup. I'm just the fact. How do you give him a contract extension in his hospital bed? Mm-hmm. And he has not been the same guy since. And it's kind of like Tony Pollard. They gave him that franchise tag while he was hurt from that broken leg. I'm like, I, it's mind-boggling to me. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. But I, again, I'm going to give him the lump of coal and say he's on the naughty list because – He's only shown a couple of flashes, but it's not enough. Yeah, and I want to give him his credit. He's been asked to do a lot of blocking, and he does that very well. One of the things that's tough, though, is like every player has kind of their their niche and their mm-hmm. skill set. And it feels like for Michael Gallup in this offense, his his niche is supposed to be big body guy kind of yeah. possession in some ways. Yep. And it feels like in the instances where it's like, hey, run a slant, use your body, or like get into this zone, use your body to protect the football, we haven't seen the dividends pay off mm-hmm. in those instances. And you could see the dividends pay off in the, hey, CeeDee Lamb, get into space, use that, right? That's, that's I mean, he has a lot more than that, but at least if you're going to narrow it down to one thing, hey, be elusive in those things, you can see that pay off. Uh, the, the, you know, Brandon Cooks, be fast, right? We can see that pay off. The Michael Gallup, hey, use your body, shield off a defender, come down with the reception. That has not been as automatic as it needs to be. And so, yeah, I'm with you. A naughty list for Michael Gallup. 
another potential naughty list as we go through Cowboys naughty or nice here? And we might need to circle back to this because we're already running out of time. The dude who had to step in and play this past week, and I'm I'm interested. The first round pick for your Dallas Cowboys this this year, Mozzie Smith. Naughty or nice, CA? I learned a lesson last year. Okay. There was a wide receiver. Uh, what's his name? Jalen Tolbert, Tolbert, who I said, because I was still mad about the Amari thing, mm-hmm. and I thought they they, they were oh they were, we replace Amari with this draft pick, and I'm like, are y'all crazy? And then he didn't do anything last year, and then he did a lot this summer in training camp, and I think he's done some things this year, not a lot. So I look at Mozzie Smith as okay, he has the intangibles, but they say it's kind of like a tight end, rookie tight ends. It takes a little time for a defensive tackle to make an immediate impact unless you are Aaron uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Or unless you, and I've always been the guy that wanted Vita Vea here. I, I wanted them to draft. I wanted them to move up to get Vita Vea, but that's not the style of uh, defensive line that they were employing at the time. So I'm going to give him, I have to give him an incomplete. And the reason why is because I learned my lesson on Tolbert. I, I just, I, I jumped to the conclusion that Tolbert sucked because he was lined up offsides in that Green Bay game in overtime when the Cowboys could have won. And I just threw him away because he never contributed. Well, guess what? Sometimes the learning curve is a little bit longer. So I'm giving Mozzie a little bit more time. And I guess he's naughty this year because he ain't getting no gift. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is he ain't getting no gift. For the so. time being, I still think that there's but a I'm possibility. Not him away. I think there's still a possibility of development. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. the thing for me that's tough is the thing that you knew that he could do was be you know be big strong and hold up in those gaps with the idea that hopefully there could be progress towards building that pass rush and those things and we haven't seen enough of him being really good at the thing that you believed him capable of doing right off the jump and then there's not been enough progress nearly enough progress towards mm-hmm. the betterment of him as a player and so Look, I understand what Jerry Jones says, where he's he's long been told that you mm-hmm. can't judge a you know can't judge a defensive tackle in three in the first three years. I say, damn that. But look, I hear you on that, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand that development is not linear and development is not is not instantaneous. However, I want to see proof of concept. I want to see you move mm-hmm. towards that. And a first round pick, no matter what position you take them, yeah, you got to you you expect some you level expect of impact, of and you mm-hmm. haven't gotten that from Mozzie Smith. So for that reason alone, naughty for this year. Hopefully, an opportunity to be nice next year. Exactly. Put it like this: we're not throwing him away. We're just saying, hey, dude, you've been naughty. I think we should circle back to this tomorrow and finish out, get some mm, more Cowboys. I like this. We'll, we'll get some more naughty or nice um, when it comes to the Cowboys that you have, uh, your Cowboys, uh, tomorrow, as it'll be myself and CA on a Friday on the Get Right. 858 says it hadn't taken that long for the Eagles tackle to dominate, and he's a rookie. But I'm going to tell you something. Them Georgia guys and them Alabama guys, they come into the league legit. That's all I got to say. It's a whole different level Jim for McCarty. Alabama Jim and Georgia. Jim a giant person. A giant. He's a giant. He, he, that's like, whew, 400 pound of man. <laughs> it's the get right right here on 105.3. The coming, 105.3, the fan. I should probably finish my sentence. Uh, but coming up next, uh, we, we got to an ESPN list of you know the best players at various skills around the NFL. We talked about your Cowboys. We didn't talk about any of the players, any of the other players around the league. Who are the players that you think are the best at these various skills? We'll discuss it next on the fan.
This segment on 105.3 The Fan is brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel & Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one have been injured in an accident, contact Frankel & Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatuli here with you alongside the, um, I was about to say the Fan Phenom. That's not you. You are the three-time Hall of Famer. Chris Arnold. Yes, sir. Got you down. The he fan t- fina will be uh, Blake Elliott. Yeah, and he'll be with you on Sunday. Yes, sir. The Specs uh, tailgate show that mm-hmm. goes on before we get to uh, coverage or pregame leading up to Cowboys, Dolphins, mm-hmm. right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys 105 through the fan. By the way, on the uh, pregame show, yeah, I will be talking on the uh, player profile, pregame player profile with uh, Dante Fowler. Ooh, that's interesting. Yes, about stuff in the run, about takeaways, Dan Quinn's defense on takeaways. But more importantly, he's from Florida. Can you imagine these tickets he's had to come up with wheeling and dealing with other teammates? Is he from South Florida too? Yes. Oh, yeah. All his all his partners, Everybody all that family. Uh-huh. And so uh, he's, he's talking about that a little bit and how he's going to kind of try to celebrate some Christmas before Christmas down there, but not too much. No eggnog. Yeah, yeah, no, we got, we got, we got to keep it on the up and up, you know. No, make no sure. fireball in the eggnog, even though the pit bull loves it, and pit bull is the <laughs> Um Also, it seems like uh, in Thursday night football, as it is a Thursday night here mm-hmm. in the Metroplex, uh, Thursday night football is very one sided. We are very much in beat on down territory as Los Angeles Rams doing this all different sorts of way. This time, running the football. Second and three. Again, again, touchdown. <laughs> and almost on cue, flips it to Mama. <laughs> there you go. That's Al Michaels sounding like he's enjoying his job for once. That's cool. Um, that is Kyron Williams running the football in. He's been having a pretty nice night himself as well. He's 16 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. The young buck. Been toting that rock very well for the Ram, uh, for the Rams this season, and they are showing off why yes. why that offense has gotten back to uh, gotten them back to winning ways. Um, elsewhere, not great news to uh, to inform you about when it comes to your Dallas Stars, as they have allowed uh, the Vancouver Canucks to score. It was a pretty uh, it was a tough uh, assist across the face of Thomas Harley and of course Scott Wedgwood between the pipes, uh, and that one was uh, tapped in by Connor Garland of the of the Canucks. But oh my goodness, as I'm saying that, the stars Go! equalize. <laughs> so you don't even have to feel bad about it. Joe Pavelski. Uh, oh man, Pavelski. Gets a power play goal, levels them back up. The stars, uh, only three and a half minutes to go in the third period. It, it's a lively one. It is a lively one at the American Airlines Center. Of course, we will keep you up to date as to what's happening there. Yeah, the Canucks, by the way, are good good team this year they've, they've won 22 games already the stars won 18 yeah and so that that would make it an even better win to mm-hmm. get um as they're going going on here at the american airlines center uh but right now I, last night we talked about uh espn put together i mean they went and they figured out 101 different skills for different positions top quarterbacks wide receiver wide receivers cornerbacks all sorts of things offensive linemen and we talked about the the Cowboys that are on this list and the various ones that, you know, have what are termed, you know, the best of those skills. The best hands. For example, right, Dak Prescott was the best decision maker in the league. Uh, Yeah, because I think on third down, he's number one, third down, 
he, he had been incredible in that run that mm-hmm. obviously that nice run that we kind of looked at where yeah. he was he was leading the, the conversation for MVP that was him uh, you could talk about I mentioned Tony Pollard being put up there as best pass uh, protection mm-hmm. uh, for a running back uh, CeeDee Lamb most elusive pass catch right so that gives you an idea however uh, there's a whole bunch of other skill sets that I felt like you know maybe we should dig into and maybe get so I'm going to make this a little bit of a guessing game. okay don't feel like uh, don't you know it, there's a lot of quarterbacks and there's a lot of players in here mm-hmm. so just Throw it out there, and we'll see if you, if no you get this. Guessing. All right, cool. So, uh, how about uh, you want to start with quarterbacks? That's sure. that's the uh, that's the the glamour position in that's this the league, glamour right? Position. All right, in all of us. Who would you say has the strongest arm of all the quarterbacks in the league? This, I mean, this is kind of tough because there's a lot of guys it's, it's with big arms. It's kind of tough, and they again, arm talent is arm talent. Patrick Mahomes has crazy arm talent, but I don't know if he's got the strongest arm. I yep. want to say the strongest arm. We're talking about this year's rosters, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Ding, ding, ding. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, strongest arm, high uh, rotations per minute. Uh, I mean, he can throw that ball. He can hum it. At, hum it. There you go. Put some put some mustard, put some zip on there. Yeah, you can break a finger, too. So he, he they, is. They say that some quarterbacks, they mess up the webbing in wide receivers' hands. Because so it's just like. They're trying to catch the ball. It's, it's like a drill humming. bit coming in. Yes. All right. Uh, how about uh, the best passing mechanics? Uh, mechanics. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Am I on fire? You, it sounds like it. Let's test it. Let's test it. Let's test it. Who would you say has the best deep ball? Not the strongest arm, but the best deep ball. Deep ball. Who could throw that rainbow? Um, This one's going to be a little interesting. Is it? Can, I, can you give me a hint on the conference? AFC. Best deep ball. I'm going to guess Russell Wilson. Well, not no more. I, at one point, you might have been able to guess that. Yeah, C.J. Stroud. Funny enough, look out! There you go. I, I mean, he's, I, I'm a big fan of his. I really thought that they could have won the national championship last year. I really did. They basically beat Georgia, but then they didn't. The field goal was wrong. All right. So how about this? Right. Uh, we'll get a couple more when it comes to the quarterbacks. Um, how about this? The best scrambler. Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the things we've that We've seen he, it, man. It's wild. That's why he's mad at them wide receivers. He's doing everything, he do everything but catch his own ball. That's right. And, and you know, I, I, I got to say this real quick. When they lost the Super Bowl to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. and Tom Brady, I tweeted out, man, Patrick Mahomes did everything he could do. You can't blame it on him. How come angry Chiefs fans, Chiefs fans were blaming him? I'm like, this man... I saw the stat on the screen. He ran for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He tried to throw a football while in the air, horizontal to yes. the ground. I'm like, he had no at this offensive point, line. They were all injured. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to try to blame that on Patrick Mahomes? And the organization also realized because they immediately went and signed a whole bunch of dudes, ding, including ding, ding, Joe ding. Thune, right? Like, they were like, no, yeah. no, no, we need to fix this yeah. stat. Uh, how about this last one? There's a lot more um, mm-hmm. different skills when we're talking about quarterback, obviously, right? There's something tomorrow, different. too. We can do that. Uh, best off-platform passer. You get, what I'm, you get what I'm going for here? Explain it for those who don't understand. So the idea is just like, you know, they can make a throw from any platform. Highlight real plays, right? So different. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes again. That's a good – it would be a good answer. However, this, this man has usurped him this year, and we talked about him a little bit earlier, his name. Oh. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It's funny because when you watch him, it's like, why is he throwing it like that? It's like right. some he just because he can. 
It really does feel like sometimes he's just throwing the ball. And also, the thing that's weird is he throws a pretty good deep ball, but it doesn't look like it. It right. looks like he's like, why? It, that doesn't look good. And then just Nero gets to where he needs There's to go. There's so many people that think all he can do is run the ball. He can throw the ball with accuracy. They were, remember, they were trying to make him a wide receiver because uh, he didn't do a bunch of stuff because his mom was his agent. And they said, we'll just make him a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't I don't listen to those folks. Me neither. Um, how about this? Those are some of the quarterback ones. There's even more, right? Like toughest quarterback is Matt Stafford. Uh, top dual threat quarterback, obviously, Lamar Jackson still mm-hmm. comes up. Best field vision is Kirk Cousins, interestingly enough. You know what? You His only knock was he doesn't win games after 3 p.m. I mean, seriously, he does everything else right. Also, and, and also actually, once once he gets to a place, once he gets to a place uh, when, the, when, the, when the, it gets big, he began a little scared. Getting a little scared. <laughs> Although moment. he does stand in and take his knocks, right? I don't want to. You know I don't want to. I saw that quarterback's documentary, and oh. I had yep. new respect for him. The best PR that he's done. Not that the it best. was intentional, but exactly. a lot of people came out of never that known. liking him a lot more. How about some running back skills? How yeah. about like, look, man, Saquon, make it simple. Fastest rusher. Oh, fastest rusher. Oh shoot, it's not Saquon. No, oh. it's not. I'm trying to think who's fast. Gotta be little. You're gonna you're gonna be so mad. I'm gonna be mad at when myself. This comes up. Yeah, you're gonna be mad at, be mad at yourself, especially because like there's a particular focus on on this. Tony Pollard. No, no, I, I, I think so because he's got a second gear, but he got it. This guy's got a first gear and a second gear and third gear. And there's gonna be a lot of people in this in this area that are gonna be real concerned about it come this weekend. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, he's not. A, oh, you mean the one from Miami? Yeah, oh, Devon A. Chan. Yeah, A. Chan. That's I was about track to say B. John Robinson because they don't use him right in Atlanta. They just don't. They don't. But he's. I mean, he's he's more of a man, right? He's like more of a man. And I, not as fast. Nah, he, not he as shifted. he is he fast. Shifted. He is fast. What he had. Oh, he he puts his foot oh in the God. ground and changes directions yeah. like that. It's crazy. Um, with that, uh, how about um the the most sudden rusher? Is actually B. John Robinson. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're talking what about. Because he'd be going one way and suddenly, woof. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of Barry Sanders in it. All right. Bit. This one feels like it's easy because it seems like this dude has just become, you know, that guy. Most powerful rusher. Oh, King Henry. <laughs> I didn't even hesitate. Dallas is on. He 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 lived here in the offseason now. Yes, he does. Uh I I um Got to work the Cotton Bowl the year that they played Michigan State and absolutely mm-hmm. demolished them. Mm-hmm. And I was down on the field at one point. And I was like, we should not make humans like that. He's so he's big. big. He's so big. I mean big and strong. <laughs> and it makes me feel for every single linebacker that has to step up there and try mm-hmm. to tackle him because he gets up ahead of speed too. Oh, yeah. You can't stop him. There's All nothing right. you can do. Who's the best receiving running back? Running back. Who's got the hands? Ooh, this is a hard one. Give me the conference. NFC. NFC, baby. Saquon? Not Saquon. Um, Saquon has gotten better at catching the football. Yeah, but they don't throw to but No, much. no, he's, he's not as. Now, right. think, of, think this team uses all their players in all different positions, and that's why especially this guy gets a lot of receptions. Maybe MVP talk? Oh. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yes, sir. See, he's one of my favorite running backs. I, I, to this day, I was mad he did not win the Heisman Trophy. I was so mad because really when he was at Stanford, Stanford I was like so because it's the East Coast bias because all the voters they never watch West Coast football and I was like Christian McCaffrey is ridiculous and for those who don't know how he got to San Francisco in the first place remember he was always getting hurt in, in Carolina yep. after he signed his contract there was a clause in his contract where his they re, they restructured the money so while everybody was thinking he's going to be paid a lot of money San Francisco knew guess what. 
we don't have to pay all that money. And thus he fit into their salary cap. All right, let's get some wide receivers in here, and then I'll bring it back tomorrow as well. Yeah, we can yeah, have some more this. fun with this because um, it seems like you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. How about um, the best route runner? We're talking wide receivers now. Best wide receiver at route running. My goodness. Some people are considering him the best wide receiver in the league now. And, you know, there's always like Brown. five of those. It's AJ not A.J. Brown. CJ, I mean, NFC. I was, I'm getting ready to say C.D. Lamb? Not C.D. Lamb. Huh, NFC. I mean, you you should you should be held because I told you I took out all the Cowboys at this point. Yeah, you're right. CeeDee Lamb is uh, considered the most elusive pass catcher, and of course that's because you can get him the ball in space. He'll just make something happen, mm-hmm. make a little something happen. He runs perfect routes. Great route, route runner. Plays for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wait a minute. He's hurt. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. That's yep. fair. That's Should've fair. He, but, I mean. Greedy. In, incredible. Uh, yes, now. I I'll give you a little bit. We'll get a little get back to make sure that you get back to uh, winning ways here. Okay. Fastest pass catcher. My mind is tired. Your mind is tired. Well, again, another one that the Cowboys gonna have to pay attention to. Oh my! Tariq. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, my mind is tired. How am I gonna forget Tariq? He's gonna be the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Now, who's the most physical pass catcher? Oh, um, you already mentioned his name, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, physical AJ man. Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. which is funny because he was the first part of the year. You really couldn't do nothing with him. It's whew, nothing could be done with him. It's it's real frustrating to have to deal with that guy. Um, let's see, what else do we best on 50-50 balls? And I'm interested if you're going to if you're going to catch this Ooh, one Des, because Des Bryant's retired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you throw it up there to? And it's it's tough because you don't think about this guy's quarterback as one who's going to throw a lot of great footballs. And also, you're probably not thinking a lot about this team throwing the ball very AFC, much. AFC. AFC. Somebody it? said, can't have C on Family Feud. Hey, don't do that to him. This is tough. <laughs> Steve would be saying, hurry up. Especially- <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I actually think C.A. would be great on Family oh, Feud. I, look, C.A. I, is a man of the people. I, I love Family Feud and I love Jeopardy. Put me on Jeopardy. I would know some of these questions, but I'm basically going slow on this. Um, let me see. Physical. Physical player, 50-50, great at 50-50 balls, and it's partially because his, oh. qu- his quarterback can't get him open necessarily. Or he's not throwing him well, open Well, it or used nothing. to be, oh, boy, down in Houston went to Arizona, and now he's. Yeah, it used to be Hopkins, and it feels be, like he yeah, just. It used to be, uh, yeah. So, they. D-hop. AFC North is where we're looking here. Oh, Ch- Chase? Not Jamar Chase. It's actually George Pickens. I ain't seen enough of him. My bad. And it's funny because, like, yeah, I've not it, seen it, enough of him because his quarterbacks. W- I ain't thought about. Yeah, it. you you would not think that Pick you know Kenny Pickens. Pickett is out here throwing, but Pickett loves throwing it up to Pickens because, mm-hmm. like, hey man, of the guys on that mm-hmm. roster, you know, uh, there's some of them that can't get open. It's like uh, Kenny Pickett ain't gonna give him the ball, but he could throw it up there. George Pickett's down there somewhere. He'll come down with two one four set Pickett. He knew. That's right. That's right. So mm-hmm. those are just some of the uh, I like that game. Some of the players. Um, and you know what? Yeah, I'll give you a day. You study up. Yeah, yeah. We'll come it. back tomorrow. Well, we'll I was, I was we'll some defense. pretty good. I bet pretty good. You're doing pretty I just good. Take my time. Not gonna lie. And look, it's tough because like there's a lot of these skills. Like there's a lot of players that are really yeah. good. But who is the absolute best at it? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the ones that we we got through here and on the game. Notice right. I did all this, and I don't play fantasy. Ah. Uh, there you go. It's the get right right here on one oh five three. The fan. Um, it's about to be about 9.40, 9.45, so that means it's time for some sharing time here on the Get Right. We'll do that next on The Fan.
This segment on 105.3 The Fan is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Natatula with you alongside a three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Rodrigo Mendoza is on the ones and twos for us, and you are riding along with us. Uh, you can always get involved by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. You can also catch us uh, by searching 105.3 The Fan on YouTube, where apparently we got, uh, we're got we getting bilingual in there. There's a little bit of Spanish in there that I am reading and understanding better. I'm I'm learning my Spanish. I'm doing my mm-hmm. Spanish lessons, getting better. So shout out to Emmanuel in the YouTube. And then also twitch.tv slash Dallas hey. Fan Cam. I got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. In the Metroplex, your Dallas Stars get a big win in overtime. Uh, We mentioned before we went to break that they had uh, equalized, made it three to three. Um, And in in overtime, time is winding down. The Canucks get a breakaway. And it looks like they're, or they're, you know, they're going down, and it yeah. looks like they're going to have an opportunity to score. Scott Wedgwood with a big save as uh, there was an attempt at the five hole. He's like, mm-hmm. nah, not, not so this fast. Time, no. And then the, the puck goes the other way, and Matt Duchesne ends up on a breakaway, and he sees a five hole open. He manages to get it between those legs and gets it in uh, to light the lamp. Your stars win in overtime, four to three. In another sport, he nutmegged him. <laughs> Just that simple. So it was it was it was a fun battle of uh, goalies at the mm-hmm. end in overtime, and when I say at the end, I I mean under ten seconds in overtime. They were headed barreling towards mm-hmm. uh, a tie, and ultimately your stars get an overtime win. It looked like a thrilling one from what we could see mm-hmm. watching in the studio. I can't imagine how electric the AAC was for this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and people are leaving the American Airlines Center right now. We got you down, honk your horns. We feel you for flipping it on right now. Listen to us as you drive away home. Happy. Go start. Yeah, let me know. Let me know what the what the feeling was like in, yeah. in the uh, arena. 877-881-1053. We appreciate your texts always. But right now, time for a little sharing time. And CA, I will let you do the honors. What you got for us? Okay, in this day and age of Cash App, Zelle, Venmo, mm-hmm. how many of y'all really walk around with some walk around money? How much, how much money do you generally keep? In that's your pocket. Zero, 20, 50. That's a good question. How many bills? 877-881-1053. Don't let us know your name, though, because we're not trying to set nobody no, we're up. we're not trying to rob you. <laughs> not, we, don't, we don't want you to get, you know, out there on blast. But in this day and age, and credit cards and debit cards and Zelle and oh, Cash App and, and Zim, uh, Zelle and Venmo, do you actually have that kind of money? And if you do, and I'm looking at you, Rigo. How old are you, Rigo? 25. Okay. Can you identify some of the people who are on these dollar bills? In other words, who's on a $1 bill? Rigo? Oh, God. Come on, Rigo, $1 bill? Uh, I was going to say Washington. Yes, George Washington. Washington. Okay, cool. How much money do you usually keep in, in, your, in your wallet? Or uh, in your cash? Earphone? Yeah, cash. Zero. Nada. Not Nothing. Zero. Not even $1 just nope, in case. Nope. Not at all. I should do that, though. That should be a New Year's resolution for 2024. I usually keep about twenty or twenty-five. It's I, smart, just just in case. Yeah, no, that, it's absolutely smart. In and case my phone ain't working. Same thing that we're seeing here on the on the text line from the two one four forty sixty. Much enough for emergency of gas or food. Mm-hmm. For another one, uh, nine four zero emergency twenty dollars. Uh, I don't yep. need to know where you keep your money now. Right, Again, just, just have it. But yes. Um, what about you, Rich? What's the most? 
what's the most I no, keep? W- w- normally, you normally, honestly, probably more often than not, there's no cash in my wallet. Okay. Um, and I also need to do better about that. But uh, other than that, I'll say maybe about forty percent of the time, there's at least ten dollars in my wallet. Mm-hmm. Either ten or twenty dollars in my wallet. And funny, that's because funny enough, that's because. I go get my haircut. You gotta have cash. Yeah. And so really? the way that my mine take a cash app. Look, but I usually give him cash. Yeah. This is the thing. Is like mine also takes cash app. He prefers cash because cash app is still a digital tracer. You know what I mean? Go, and look, yeah, man. Like, and, yeah, well. In a cash economy, uh-huh. you, as as much as you can uh, not have a full accounting for how much you're getting. Thank you, IRS. You, you can maybe do a little bit of a creative accounting. Yes. Let's say I and didn't so, make any money last year. Yeah, I, I, tr- I try and help the homie out by uh, you know giving him cash. And so with that being the case, you know, mm-hmm. ATM only gives you certain bills. Once you do, once I go, you know, mm-hmm. get my haircut. That leaves a little leftover. That's my walking around. How much you get charged for haircuts? Uh, I still I get thirty right now. Yeah, thirty dollar haircut. Not 30. bad. Which what actually, an- oh, uh, uh, mama went to uh, uh, barber school, so she. Oh, you oh, like ma- you mom's still cutting you up? Hey, my mama went to barber school. You better okay. tip her. Yeah, that's right. I do tip her. Okay, good. Bring it back, dig not don't count. Does love yeah, and affection taking out the trash calls? don't count? Yeah, that don't count. Does yeah, love and affection do count too? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. She got bills to pay. You better too. pay that woman. Two one four says, "Ask Rigo who's on a fifty. Who's on a fifty dollar bill? Because you don't even know who's on a one." I said Washington. I got that one right. Yeah, I'm trying but to I think. can't believe you oh, had to pause and think. I did have to think about it for a minute. I don't hold bills like that anymore. It's just ever since no, the pandemic. Man. That's well. The other thing too is ever since the pandemic, I'm not a super germaphobe, but I do get very icky about it. Right. I hear you. Some of those, like, who been handling this cash? Exactly. That's my point. Right, whose bra was this in? <laughs> For real? So there, was a point, there was a point in time where all the cash was basically like that. You don't know who's on a 50, right? 50 isn't, like, larger circulation, though. Yeah, no. But not off rip. Is that, I, is that, that's, that's a grant, ain't it? Yeah, U.S. grant. I know you know who's on a $100 bill. I mean, this There's is just a, popular a, culture. The song yeah. came out Benjamin about Franklin. It. Yeah, there you go. It's a Benjamin. No, yeah, it's, a Benji. about a Benji. it's about the Benjamins. Okay, who is on a ten dollar bill? He pass. wasn't a president. Pass. Okay, I'm gonna have to pass. He got killed in a, a a duel. Yeah, there's a musical. They have a musical about him. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Hamilton. There, there you go. go, Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Who's on a five dollar bill? Not a president, correct? No, yes, definitely yes, a president. president. Okay. In fact, got a whole bunch actually, of stuff dedicated to him. Did you know this president is on actually both sides of a penny? Oh, Lincoln. There you there go. There you go. Lincoln. The Lincoln Memorial. On the I know my side. presidents. Okay. From the 972, they said Mar Barber for 28 years went to jail for 20 plus last year, <laughs> so I have no barber. Y'all be great. <laughs> okay, so multiple yeah, things. This is why you got to have the B barber. You know, this is why you got to have the side backup barber. Backup plan. Um, and, and don't s- cheat on the number one, but just got to have backup plan. I don't know. I would case. advocate for cheating if you need to. Um, beyond that, though, like you went a whole year without finding a barber still? Mm-hmm. It's a long time. What I, I need, what I need you to do, nine, my my dear nine seven two, find someone who's got a great cut, mm-hmm. and just ask them where do they get their cut, mm-hmm. and then it's an indirect, uh, you know, um, recommendation for you. Yeah, there you go. Now you got a barber. I have Ooh. a backup too, so there you go. Yeah. Is it Ooh. your dad? No, no, <laughs> he did not go to barber. You know, family. I do not want my dad cutting my hair. <laughs> no, but I bet it's no. family. No, it is not. Oh, really? No. I thought you were sticking with your family. Oh, God, no. Okay. I you used to do it with my cousin, but uh, then he stopped doing it. I was like, nah, we're not going. I'm going to need no. you to mark yourself right quick. Who? Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Good. good catch. Thank you. Thank Who's you. on the 20, Rigo? <sighs> Lord. You're putting me on, spot, on the spot here. 
It's uh, not Harriet Tubman. She thought she was going to be on the 20. You that, know, it did not happen. I still want my Tubmans. <laughs> yeah, they voted for it, and then they blocked it. Oh, wow. From the 940, apparently there's an app that's a great resource for cuts called The Cut. I, I, okay, I'm i going go. to do some Google. Appreciate you. Since Tolos you, helping Tolos. Since you don't know who's on a 20, his name is Andrew Jackson. Snaker of a president. Okay, so <laughs> we don't have to spend time since on it. Just, is, just know how I feel. Andrew Jackson, skip, stinker of a president. Skip. Since this is the holiday time of the year, did you know Santa Claus was actually on U.S. legitimate currency? Wait, are you serious? I am serious. I never knew this. Too. That's why I thought this would be a good little segment to bring up. I feel like I saw that on Antiques Roadshow one time. Now that I think about this it, good is, and sweet. And, and, I can't remember and the last time I watched Antiques Roadshow. That currency is like Roadshow. very valuable. With the real, with Santa Claus on it. Oh, wow. Rigo's off of the Family Feud team, too? That's crazy. Everybody's just getting thrown out the Family Feud team. So check this out. I'm a history buff, but just not with money. Check this out. Back in the 1800s, around 1850, banks, you know, a lot of people way back, there's some people to this day don't really trust the bank, but way back in the day, they really didn't trust banks because they would go under. Kind of like Bitcoin right now. You just didn't trust it, right? Yeah, yeah. But then the government started making sure all these banks were legit. And that was like a little bit later on, like in the 1860s, I guess. But in the 1850s, these banks actually were trying to compete for people's money. And they could actually, like, create their own money. How come these banks in And New when York, I tell you he's got his own money, he's got his own money. And it was legit money. It was U.S. currency. A, a bank in New York called it Howard Bank Company, they started issuing Santa Claus notes. I swear to God, Santa Claus was on the the, the 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 dollar bills, the bills. In fact, a num a total of 21 banks in eight different states created notes featuring Santa Claus. Seven of them even printed an entire Santa Claus vignette on their currency. That's crazy. It's crazy. Now these fun funds came to an end in 1863 when the National Bank Act was created. And, we, and they created national currency, which, in other words, the, standardized that money. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Federal Reserve and the Mint started cranking out. You know, they had the plates and they said, this is going to be George Washington. This is going to be Susan B. Anthony. This is going to be Thomas Jefferson. Right. By the way, what's Thomas Jefferson on? You don't even know, do you? I was going to say the two for some reason. You're right. Oh, okay. Look cool. at you. Giving ding, back ding, on ding, the ding, family. Ding, I'm back team. on the family. Yeah. Team. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. So to wrap up this Santa, Santa dollar bill thing, Santa bills are now considered obsolete, but they remain highly prized in certain collecting circles, undoing much more than just ho, 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 holding their own value. Nah, I see what you did there. I, I want they, Those have got to be like. Those got to be like preserved, like For put real? in like plexiglass or whatever. Yeah, because eighteen hundred. Yeah, I can't imagine Santa Claus bills. Um, you did mention or you ask how much cash people keep on them from the six eight two. Keep at least fifty dollars cash. And I, I thought this was interesting from earlier. They said, uh, what was it? Uh, one to two thousand dollars in cash, hundreds always. All right, big bank. Uh, but I think they also mentioned that they keep a good chunk of cash in their wallet. Uh, for side bets when they play golf. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, we got a Tolo sexing in. He said he's getting his hair twisted right now. There you he go. Ain't getting it cut, but he's getting it twisted. The get right, the the show of uh, we'll solve your problem. Yeah, the the show of getting your hair did. Get your hair did because you got to get right and get your money done. That's right.
Appreciate you rocking with us here on a Thursday I night. I like that John Travolta Santa Claus walking down the street, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, walking down to, uh, what's the name of that song again? Oh, I feel so dumb not knowing. Staying alive? Right. There we go. Wow. Because you know he was in the All movie. All right, now I'm off the Family Feud team. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, New Orleans Saints just scored for a second time uh, a touchdown. They're going for two right now. They complete it. And so now they are within one touchdown. Uh-oh. It is 30 to 22 on Thursday night football. Under four minutes. Uh-oh. We've got a live one, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know what John Travolta says at the end of that commercial? I don't remember. Do you know what's in your wallet? Oh, well, there you go. Capital One. That's back to this money thing. That's, that's right. We've been talking that's right. About. Uh, what you have in, I was about to say your wallet, but that's not. <laughs> what you got coming up next on the Get Right is your headlines on this Thursday night. We'll do it next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 